No Joel Embiid. You are locked on 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, I'm Keith Pompey, the co-host of Locked On 76ers, flying solo this morning. I want to say Merry Christmas to y'all. And I don't want to be the Scrooge, but um, some people are going to be a little upset. Some people... Then came to Miami. I got a couple friends. I got a buddy and his wife, uh, Terry Williams, um, came down here for for Miami uh, for Christmas. A um, couple other people I know, they came because they want to see Joel and B play against the Heat. Big game, right? Huge game. Joel and B, the best player in the league, most dominating player in the league. Going up against his old nemesis. Well, I guess I don't want to call him nemesis because they're really good friends. But, you know, you got to do with the NBA storyline, right? Jimmy Butler against the Sixers. So, suppose to go up against Jimmy Butler, the Sixers, going up against the Miami Heat. Joel Embiid is missing a game with a sprained right ankle. Jimmy Butler is questionable with an injury. So, this game... Lost a lot of luster. So I want to talk to you all about that. I also want to talk about this road trip. This is a huge road trip. Um, The Sixers start off against the Heat. Then from there they go and play the Orlando Magic on Wednesday. And then on Friday they play the Houston Rockets, who are playing extremely well. And then they cap the road trip against, yes, the Chicago Bulls. And some of you guys might say, What are you talking about, Pompey? The Chicago Bulls are struggling. Yes, they are struggling. But if you forget, that's the only team that defeated the Sixers in their last nine games. So it's going to be a a game where we can see if the Sixers can avenge that loss. But first, I got to talk about this Joel thing. And, you know, I I, you kind of feel bad for him. You you kind of feel bad for the fans. Um, It's just a, a bad situation. Now, just to give a recap. Um, on Friday in the first quarter against the uh, Toronto Raptors, Joel was making a defensive play and he sprained his ankle. He goes down. I think it's like midway through the first quarter, like four minutes and something, you know, uh, a little less than midway. So what happens? He goes down. They call a timeout. He goes to the bench and then he reemerges after the timeout and he continues to play. Now, as the game progressed, you can see him grimacing. You can see him being in a lot of pain, whatnot. And the thing about it is when you have an injury like that, some people might say, what, he stayed in the game. He scored 31 points. He had 10 rebounds. He had nine assists, right? But the thing about an injury like that is a lot of times when it initially happens, you're you're so amped up, you're fired up to where you can – Plan. You can do whatever. You don't really feel the pain, right? Your 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 body is hot, is heated. You know everything. Like, and then the next day, 
you go to bed, you go to bed that night and you wake up the next day and you're in like a lot of pain. It's stiff. You can't move it. You can't do this and that. So Joel didn't practice on Saturday. The Sixers flew here yesterday. Joel did not make the trip. He's back in the Philadelphia area undergoing treatment. He has yet to be ruled out for Wednesday's game against the Orlando Magic. But the thing is, and when I, you know, you feel bad for him and you feel bad for the fans because this is an ongoing thing. I mean, it is. It's like it just seems like whenever there's a marquee game, for the most part, or whenever you like, okay, you start saying, okay, Joel is is is, is balling, Joel is doing this, Joel is doing that. There's always an injury, right? And you feel bad for him because you look at it and you say to yourself, this guy is on a tear. Like he's putting up numbers that we haven't seen, or I've never seen, because I wasn't around when Will Chamberlain was playing. So, you know, historians will say he's doing stuff that we haven't seen since Will Chamberlain in regards to averaging more points than minutes, right? I mean, Joel is averaging 35 points a game. He's only playing 34.2 minutes a game. So that's phenomenal. Now, Will Chamberlain, uh, one season he averaged, believe it or not, he played 48.5 minutes a game. It's only 48 minutes in a game. So I guess they had a lot of overtime affairs, right? So he averaged 48.5 minutes a game, but he averaged 50 points. Now, if you, if Joel Embiid would have averaged 48.5 minutes a game, he would be averaging 49.9 points. That's what it says, right? So that's why when there's a lot of people saying, what are you talking about, Will? What are you talking about, Will? That's why he's doing things, when I say that, that we haven't seen since Will Chamberlain, right? He's also, I mean, the runaway scoring champion right now, leader, scoring leader, right? He's not the champion yet. He won the last two. Um, he's having a better season right now than he did last time. Now, in regards to the fans, the reason why I feel sorry for the fans is because, you know, people like Joel Embiid, people like LeBron James, um, and Steph Curry. Like, right now, I will argue that they might be the three most, like, main attractions in the league. I mean, honestly, maybe you could say Giannis or – and then – the, the Joker for like people from overseas. So like, yeah, you, we can include more, but when you think about it, it's kind of like Christmas day and you may live somewhere. I mean, I'm just throwing out a state. Let's just say you may live in Mississippi or you may live in Alabama or, or wherever. Right a place that doesn't have an NBA team. So for your Christmas gift, your parents are like, hey, we're going to Miami, and you're going to watch Joel Embiid play on Christmas, right? I mean, and you think about that. You think of the money that they have to get, the hotel rooms, money they have to, you know, spend the hotel rooms, the whole nine, and next thing you know, there's no Joel. Now, again, you still get to see the Sixers play, you still get to see the Miami Heat play. 
But that's kind of like watching the Chicago Bulls play without Michael Jordan. It's kind of like watching the Golden State Warriors play without Steph Curry. Yeah, you're seeing the Sixers now. But you're not seeing the main attraction. You're not seeing the guy that makes the Sixers tick. So those are the things that's going on. Now, you hope and you pray and you wish that you know, Joel, this is something that's not going to be uh, sustainable, right? I don't think it will be. Um, but, you know, it's and, and you, the timing of it is not good at all. I mean, like the Sixers played, they won eight of their last nine games, right? Uh, they only played one team with a winning record during that stretch. They won that game. It was the... Uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, they won that game in, in pretty good fashion. But they but at the same time, that was the only team. The other games that they played were against the five worst teams in the Eastern Conference. So now they're on the road, right? We finally get to see they got their most of their players back, and we were going to get to see what the Sixers could do. We were going to see what Joel Embiid can do against uh, the Miami Heat. Oh, those young boys in Orlando, they've been balling. We were going to get to see that, right? So, you know, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff. And 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 that's why I guess this one is a little bit disappointing for me and for fans and 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 most likely and and definitely for Joel because you know, I believe Joel wants to show up and show what he can do in these types of games. Now, when we get back, we're going to really break down this road trip. I know I talked about it a lot, but when we get back, I'm really going to break this thing down. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming, streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On Plus, our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Now, I've talked to y'all about Jimmy Butler possibly not playing, right? Nick. Nico Batum, that's what he wants to be referred to. His name is Nicholas, but people was calling him Nick Batum for the longest. He likes being called Nico. Um, so I'm calling him Nico. Right? So he's not going to play tonight. Either. You know, Nico has a, a, a strained right hamstring. Then you have Robert Covington, right knee effusion, and Mo Bamba illness are probable, right? So Pat Bebb, who missed the last game, DeAnthony Melton, who missed the last game, are both back, right? So now if Jimmy Butler does play, and the thing about Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler, like, you come to expect him to be listed as questionable. You do. Because Jimmy Butler is kind of like Joel, right? They're always on the injury report. But see, with Joel, when you see Joel being listed as questionable, you're like, ah, oh, he's going to play. He's going to play. Because most of the time he is. But if if uh, Butler plays, which I, I kind of expect him to do, without having Nick Batum, 
the Sixers might have have some have a problem. Now he is questionable with left calf strain. Butler is averaging 21.5 points, 5.2 rebounds, and 4.6 assists, right? Now, get this. You know, Jimmy Butler is a former Sixer, and he's not the only one. Josh Richardson and Hayward Highsmith are also two former, you know, former Sixers, right? Now, get this, y'all. They're also on an injury report. Uh, Richardson is probable with back spasms, and Highsmith is questionable with – with a non-COVID head cold, right? Then they got a guy by the name of Drew Smith who's out with a right ACL uh, sprain. But the guy that they really need to pay attention to, I mean, they really need to pay attention to, somebody's going to have to keep their head on a swivel in the perimeter is against Tyler Hero. You know, Tyler Hero is back after an ankle injury sidelines him for five weeks. The shooting guard made seven of 13 three-pointers while scoring 30 points in Friday's 122-113 victory over the Atlanta Hawks. He's averaging 27.7 points and shooting 50% on three-pointers in his three games back. And what makes this thing really tough is that the Miami Heat, especially Coach Eric Spoltra, does not lose on Christmas. Spo is 8-0 on Christmas. That's the most victories without a loss for a head coach in the NBA on Christmas Day. As a team, the Heat hold the league's best all-time Christmas record at 11-2. The Sixers are 19-14 on Christmas with current players eager to see how they stack up against the Heat without MB. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see what's going on, right? You know, then DeAnthony Melton talked about how when they asked about the Heat, he said they play hard, they play scrappy, they're really disciplined. I think those types of things are what we need just in terms of our outcome of the game. Now, one thing I will say about the Sixers is, when they went to Boston and they did not have uh, Batum, they did not have Embiid, they did not have um, uh, Tyrese Maxey, and they almost won the game. I mean, they almost went in there and pulled out a victory. So I'm not saying that it's not possible. Like, they can go get this thing. I'm not saying that they can go in there and get a win. But but what I'm saying is, is like, um, it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be tough now, but they can win now. They can win, but it's going to be tough. But I'm going to tell you what they need to do to get a victory. Uh, if they're going to come out and get one when we get right back from this little quick break. I told y'all I was quick. So, look, what's going to happen is they can't have what they did against uh, the Boston Celtics. Now, I think you guys remember that game. That was called, like, the Pat Bev game. Pat Bev, I believe he had a, he had a season-high 26 points. DeAnthony Martin was also baking. Uh, Mo Bamba was hitting threes, dunking on people. And what happened is that was the sec- that was when Tobias Harris had his worst second half of the season, if not 
his worst second half as a 76er, right? It was it was horrible. And I felt like that, you know, Tobias, you know, he was out of character a little bit. Now, again, we want Tobias to be aggressive. The Sixers want Tobias to be aggressive, right? I would like to see Tobias aggressive, and I know the fans would, right? But on that particular day, it looked like Tobias was trying to play hero ball and shots weren't falling. He, in the second half, he made his first shot, which was, and it was the first shot attempt of the second half, right? The first one, it was a three. After that, he was missing layups galore. He was turning the ball over. When the game was on the line, he he misfired on two uh, two foul shots, you know, late in, I think it was like three seconds left. He can't do that. He has to play within the flow of the game. And and I get it, you know, you, you're the guy. Like, you are. Like, you are the third leading scorer. The top two guys weren't there, right? Um, I don't even think Kelly played. No, Kelly just came back. Kelly Oubre just came back. But it's one of those things where, you know, no, Kelly did not play. Kelly Oubre did not play that game. So, but it's, it's, it's one of those things where when you look at it, it's kind of like you got to play in the flow of the game. Now, again, be aggressive, but you can't force things. Now, tonight, Maxie is going to be there. You, you know, you're going to have some other guys. Kelly is going to be there. And, again, be aggressive, step up, but don't try to do a little bit too much. Don't do too much. Do too much, you're going to mess your team up. And, also, they're going to have to defend. I mean, they're going to have to on certain players and do what they have to do. And then the thing is you got to hope and pray that Joel is back because – when you go to Orlando, you know, Orlando is a place, that, y'all, that the Sixers have struggled at. Like, they would go to Orlando, even when Orlando was sorry. The Sixers would go down there, and, and and next thing you know, it's like laying an egg. Like, you're like, how do they lose to the Magic? How do they keep losing to them? Then it got to a point where they started, you know, imposing their will. But believe me, this Orlando has always been a place since I've been covering the team where you go down there and you expect the Sixers to do something. And then it just, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. It's just always been one of those places, but you look at the young guys that the magic have, you look at the length, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you would think honestly that you would need Joel Embiid more than you would against Miami, believe it or not, just because how big that team is, that front line. Right. So you go there and that should be an interesting thing. I mean, I mean, you look at the Magic right now. Who would have thought that they would be fourth in the East? I know I wouldn't. Not them. No, the Magic. I mean, I was thinking that maybe they might try to make the the playing game, but right now, before like if the playoffs, if the playoffs started tomorrow, the Orlando Magic will be hosting a first round series. Seriously, right? So you didn't think that. So that's going to be something big for this for the Sixers, right? This is going to be a big one. And again, they hope that Joel can come back and play that game. And then they go to Houston. And this is another surprise team. They have Ime Odoka, first-year coach there. You know, we know that Ime was the Boston Celtics coach, and some things happened, and he lost his job, right? Um, but before that, you know, he was the assistant with the Brooklyn Nets. And before that, he was an assistant with the Sixers. So Ime is a great coach. 
They have Fred VanVleet, who's balling. They have a lot of young talent. And, you know, they, they like, to me, the Orlando Magic is the surprise team. But Houston isn't far behind them, right? If it wasn't for the Orlando Magic, Houston would be the team that I would be saying is the surprise team. That's how good they are. And the Bulls kind of exposed the Sixers. They did. Like, the, the Bulls were athletic. They were attacking. And they were undermanned, too. But they look like a squad that the Sixers can't sleep on. And if I'm the Sixers, Chicago came in here and got that victory. If I'm the Sixers, I want to end this road trip in this year, in 2023, because that's going to be on December the 30th, with a great win in Chicago. It can happen. I mean, it, I expect it to happen. But these other three games, I think, you know, we're going to find out a lot about the Sixers. Now, tonight, I take that back. Tonight, if they lose, can I really hold it against them because Joel's not here? But the next two games, especially Orlando, believe it or not, I really want to see what the Sixers can do. I, I do. I'm looking at it as a barometer game. Now, look, y'all, like I said, it's, it's Merry Christmas. Um, um, you know, I want to wish everyone a happy holiday, um, happy holidays, right? Um, have fun with, you know, your loved ones, your family, and whatnot. Uh, people in Philadelphia, I know you guys got a busy day. You got the, the Eagles playing, then you have the Sixers playing, and then you got to unpack gifts. You're going to eat. You're going to do all types of things. So it's going to be a great day for y'all. But I want to thank y'all. Listen again and let you know you can get this podcast wherever you get your podcast at. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast at. And it's all you can also get it on YouTube. 